Hey everyone and welcome to episode 6, season 2 of Life, The Mind and Other Shit. I'm your host today, Paul Smith, and I'm joined by two of our absolutely wonderful coaches, Samantha McDonald and Daniel Hinmarch, and I'm looking forward to today's discussion. Hi everyone, Sam again. Uh, I am really, really excited and curious to see what happens today, and no, I'm not bullshitting. <laughs> I'm being honest, I actually am excited to see, so... Yeah. <laughs> so, as most of you know, I'm Daniel. I haven't done a podcast in a while. I'm just really looking forward to this topic because I think for me it's a, at the present, a strong topic. Yeah, no, definitely a strong topic, Daniel. And uh, definitely going to be an interesting topic today because there's times when I've spotted bullshit from both of you. So, let's see if this comes out in today's session. So, the question for today is, and like you said, a lot of people are going around talking a lot of it, but how do we spot bullshit? So a little less deep, a little bit more of a, an interactive discussion today. So how do we spot bullshit? So for me, bullshit's everywhere from like certain people, including myself, um, uh, adverts that bullshit as well, like they use like 50% of like dentists recommend this toothpaste when in actual fact they don't prefer that brand. They recommend that brand and other brands. So I don't know for me, sorry, Paul. No, I just want to ask you, how, how do you know that? How did you spot that bullshit that they don't want that brand and they want a different brand? When, when he had that sucking thing in his mouth in the dentist office, he was like, oh, dude, <laughs> which toothpaste do you recommend? It, it's actually from a lot of research. We had this, me and Glenn watch adverts, um, and I tend to get really sucked in by them. So they'll show products, these new products that can do this they can whiten your teeth in seconds they can clean a surface in seconds without having to do all the hard work and glenn's like don't believe what they're telling you it's it's bullshit because his theory is if he wants to gain if they gain in something it's likely to be bullshit that's how he spots his bullshit and um, if the other person is going to be gaining something it's likely to be bullshit and they want to gain my purchase so they're likely going to tell me anything just so I'll purchase their product. Sam, what's your thoughts? Yeah, so I think it's definitely a difficult thing to do. Um, I think one of the first things you have to do is be really, really honest with yourself. I found that when I was like authentic and really honest with myself and I stopped bullshitting myself, kind of took those uh, goggles off and I started seeing the world for what it really is. Um, but going along with what Daniel was saying about, you know, bullshit being everywhere, the first thing I thought of was like, I don't know if anyone's seen that episode of South Park where Stan is just <laughs> struggling with life and, you know, starts getting drunk and starts seeing the world for what it really is. Um, but yeah, definitely be more honest with yourself. But the other thing as well is like, bullshitting isn't only about lies one of the biggest things that's become so popular nowadays is like gaslighting 
gaslighting and aboutism. And gaslighting for me is probably the worst ways to bullshit someone. So for those of you who don't know what gaslighting is, it's when <clears throat> I can prove that you're bullshitting me and I can prove that you did something, but you continuously try to convince me of your version of the truth, um, which I find a lot of people are doing nowadays. And the other thing I've got to say is like, you need to start taking butts out of your sentence. Take those butts out. Because <laughs> I've discovered that a lot of people say something and they say, but, and then they continue to say something. And I've learned that that but means ignore everything that I said first. This is what I'm really thinking. And this is how I really feel. No, I like that. And that's quite interesting. We've got some different perspectives, different angles to take the conversation here. And I don't know which question I want to pick on first and, and explore further. I'm going to Daniel and his, um, if people are trying to gain something, then it's probably bullshit. Like for me, I don't think that's always the case. I think people can oversell, not just products, but oversell themselves in order to try and gain some kind of validation or money or whatever it is they're trying to for me, it's it's looking for those ulterior motives, finding those ulterior motives behind uh, people's words and what they say. And you know, Sam, you mentioned there's different levels of bullshit. You know, bullshit can also be seen when people uh, commit to something and don't follow up with the commitments. How many people do we know that say, "Oh yeah, I'll do this. I'll meet you and we'll do this on Friday," but you know inside that that person's not going to say yes. They're going to let you down. They're going to cancel last minute the day before. There's so many people like that. If Bullshit forms in so many different shapes and sizes. And I really like the, the gaslighting analogy that you used there, Sam, as a, as a method of bullshit, because and it's become more common in today's modern-day society that people, for me, gaslighting is when you've fallen victim for your own bullshit to the point where you've convinced your own mind that that's the version of the story and that's what actually happened. And it's it's like, what? <laughs> like, it's it's insane. Or even like aboutism. So aboutism, this is another thing I hate. I hate it when I speak to someone and, you know, I'll, I'll be very, I'll probably be very blunt with this, but I'll say to someone, you know, but you did this and I saw you do it. And those were your intentions behind it. Yeah, but what about, you know, and they try to change your focus. So instead of focusing on what they did, they'll they'll put the blame on someone else or something that you did years ago or something like that. It's something that absolutely drives me insane. And the one thing I've also learned is like, you know what? Sometimes people are not honest with themselves and they're going to continue to bullshit you. And the best thing you can do is walk away. But do you think we're conditioned to bullshit? especially from a young age when our parents is like if you've got nothing nice to say don't say nothing at all um if you don't like a present just say you're grateful anyway and then we're also bullshitted from our parents that the easter bunny exists the tooth fairy exists so i think we we bullshitted from a young age and we learn that from a young age wait wait the tooth fairy doesn't exist daniel how could you do such a thing <laughs> I hope there's no kids listening to this. I mean, we all put it 18 plus, uh, but if you do still believe in the tooth fairy, I apologize on behalf of coaching minds that we've destroyed <laughs> your dreams. <laughs> so 
No, but you're right. You know, are we conditioned from childhood to to bullshit? You know, and okay, maybe this is a good question to ask. Is there times when bullshit is actually for the positive? Is there any positivity that comes from it, such as convincing our children that Santa Claus exists? I think it can be a positive in a way, but the problem with lies or bullshitting is that once you start one lie, you have to continuously lie to hide that lie, and that's when it becomes a problem. So Santa Claus starts turning into reindeer, into an entire holiday, into presents, into a whole bunch of things, and as innocent as that may seem, you know, as an adult, we tell one lie and it can just continue to grow. But I do agree with you, Daniel. I think as children, we are conditioned to even bullshit ourselves. I was taught as a child that if something bad happened at home, um, I wasn't to say anything to anyone. I had to pretend like everything was okay and I had to hide my emotions. And it, it's it got me through my childhood, but now as an adult, like I really, really struggle with it because everybody thinks that I'm fine and I'm okay because I'm smiling and I'm laughing, but in, when in fact I'm actually bullshitting everyone around me, including myself. So, just a question, do we think there's a difference between bullshitting and lying? For me, lying is a, a form of bullshit. And as you mentioned, Sam, you know, if you if you want to be a good liar, you need to have a hell of a good memory because you will forget what you lied. You stick to the truth, you live a simple and non-complicated life because you stick to what you've observed, what you've seen, and you're authentically saying what you are. If you've lied to this person, lied to that person, they will actually trip themselves up. This is a spot of bullshit. Liars will trip themselves up because they'll say something that contradicts what they've already said previously. But I think also, so Sam, before you answer that in terms of lies and bullshit, um, I think lies is a form of bullshit. But I just want to bring in the, the concept going back to Christmas and what you mentioned, how we lie and lie and lie. And, um, you know, it can be, bullshit can really be snowballed by Chinese whispers. So, you know, you look at Christmas, okay? Christmas was originally formed um, because of Christianity, because of Jesus, all that sort of stuff, okay? You look back into Father Christmas and how that came about in St. Nicholas, the guy who was given presents to the poor um, on that time and that time of Christmas. Okay, that's now expanded to a big guy <laughs> with a beard who's going around flying on a sleigh, giving it, uh, presents to everybody on the reindeer. He originally had a green suit, <laughs> but because Coca-Cola was great advertising, it is now red. <laughs> um, and things just change, and it snowballs, snowballs, snowballs. But it, that one may be formed by a series of Chinese whispers. People always have a tendency to add a little bit extra to or exaggerate a little bit extra to the story. Then when that's passed on, that next person will exaggerate something a little bit more on their story. And next minute, you know, you have a completely different version, which is insane from what happened at the beginning in reality. Yeah, um, Daniel, I definitely think that lies are a part of bullshit. I think it's definitely the root of it. Every you know, bullshit starts with a lie. <laughs> That's how I see it. Um, and I agree with you, Paul. It becomes like a knitting circle. Um, one of the things that I've tried to do as an adult is when someone comes to me with a story, I either ignore it or I go to the source because I've learned so much. It's like broken telephone. Remember that game we used to play as kids? 
where one person would start with a sentence and then you'd have to whisper it around. And by the time it got to the end of the circle, it was completely different and warped. And that's what happens as well. You know, that's another way that, that we can come across bullshit is it's been told by so many people by the time it gets to us, it's just riveled with lies and, and different details and so on and so forth. So that's, that's another tip I would give you is just go straight to the source with it. See, the, for me, I think there's a difference between a bullshitter and a liar because a liar knows they're not telling the truth, where a bullshitter really doesn't care whether they're telling the truth or not. They just want you to believe what they want to believe. See, but is that not more liar? Because for me, okay, a bullshitter sometimes does care whether or not they tell the truth. So going back to your point you mentioned earlier on, Daniel, I think the biggest form of bullshit that goes out there for people who are actually kind and have good values is politeness. I think politeness is a form of bullshit. Now think about being at a restaurant. When you're at a restaurant, you've been served some food, it's disgusting, it's cold, it's horrible, you're complaining to whoever you're with, this is the word, I'm not coming back here. The way it just comes along, oh, how's your food? Are you enjoying it? Oh, it's lovely, thank you. I'm really enjoying it, blah, blah. We're bullshitting the waitress that it's good because we don't want to hurt their feelings. So sometimes I feel like bullshit can be used from a place of good intentions and we don't realize the impact that we're actually having. Because we're too afraid that we don't want to hurt anybody else's feelings, we have the bullshit. Common in breakups as well, when people break up, they'll come up with some bullshit story to not hurt the feelings of others. Or, you know, having those difficult conversations, we try and sugarcoat things. We try and sugarcoat the bullshit. Can relate to the restaurant one. Um, before I actually worked in a restaurant, I used to be polite all the time, like, no, I won't complain. But actually working in a restaurant, having those complaints helps us improve where there may be a problem that we don't see. Not often it happens, but, you know, it just, it, it you know, can give constructive feedback about how their meal was. Um, I feel as a an employee as well that I'm going around, you know, because I have to smile, I have to be polite. Um, I'm sort of bullshitting the customers as well, especially if there's somebody that I could, that comes in that I don't resonate with that I really want to tell to fuck off. I can't. I've got to be, like, polite to them because it's part of my job. That is sorry, Paul. That's hysterical. You know, I could certainly resonate with that. I feel sorry for any of my parents who ever listen to this, but sometimes I'll have a kid or an adult with me and they can't do shit or they so they just misbehave and they don't listen. But I have to smile there and be like, oh, wow, you're doing amazing. You're the best swimmer I've ever seen. Wow, those are the best bubbles I've ever seen. And, you know, I sometimes question my sanity. I sometimes sit at the end of the day and I'm like, geez, like how many lies have I told today? And I sometimes ask myself, would it be better if I told these children and adults? Or I think, I think people in general would it be better if i actually told them the truth like would it really injure their confidence or their self-esteem if i actually turned around and said you know what you only blew one bubble and it wasn't the best maybe we can try harder i don't know what you guys think about that do you think it's better if we're just honest and and bluntly tell people exactly what we think yeah no that's in go on daniel let you go first no i was, I was just going to say it, it's 
to, to, to pump them up is better in the short term, but to tell them the truth might hurt in the short term, but it's better in for their long term. So, so people say the truth hurts, okay, but the truth only hurts those that are insecure, okay? Um, so for me, telling people the truth is the most important thing we can do. But it's not what we say, it's how we say it. And I did a little video on this uh, last week, I think, or the week before, when we can be at two extremes of providing feedback. We can be dishonest and polite and, you know, hide the truth through not wanting to hurt that person, or we can be on the other end of the spectrum where we're too brutally honest to the point that it hurts their feelings and we hit that spot, that insecure spot too hard. So we need to find that healthy balance in between to where what we're sharing is constructive and it's going to help them grow. So for example, Sam, you used the bubbles there and the way you explained that, that's a great way to help the child learn. You know, you did, you, you're not going to say, oh, you're never going to make this. You, you can't have low bubbles, blah, blah. That's going to hit. You know, that's not a good way to put it. And you can hear that a lot in, in life from people who are pretty honest. But you can say, you only got one bubble this time. Let's try harder next time. Let's blow it. Because if we just say, well done to that one bubble, they're not going to try and push the boundaries, not going to try and get to that level where they want because they feel that they're doing such a good job right now. And I think this is a great opportunity to bring in something that I feel in terms of life as well, looking at this professionalism. But I think so many motivational speakers and coaches out there bullshit so much. They avoid the realistic facts. <laughs> they're telling people, they're trying to move, but you're doing a great job. You're doing fantastic. You can do this, blah, blah. But sometimes we just need to be realistic. <laughs> For me, sometimes motivation doesn't work. It creates this fake persona that somebody's achieving so well when actually you're actually going to limit their potential. It's a way of limit them because if you actually be honest and you be realistic with somebody in a constructive way, you can eventually help them get past those blocks. Yeah, I think like they also try and, you know, sell you these these beliefs or these products that are going to help you. And what these people don't realize is, okay, cool, so you got that sale. Fantastic. You got that person to believe in your bullshit. But eventually when they wake up and they figure out that it's not actually working for them, most people would give up and just say, okay, well, that didn't work. I'm done. I'm not going to try again. This is the end. And, you know, it's like you say, Paul, it's not what we say, it's how we say it. We also have to be careful when we do omit things, when we try to sugarcoat things. Is What is the consequence of this? You know, maybe it works now for five minutes, but what's going to happen in a couple of years when they discover that I actually bullshitted them? What, what am I going to leave behind there? What's going to happen to that person? So as nice as we want to be. And I think that's something that we also need to try and avoid. I think in, in society today, we're just trying not to offend people and, and we're trying to be nice all the time, but we end up shooting ourselves and them in the foot at the same time. We need to be honest. Yes, we need to look at the way we say things, but we need to be honest with people because that'll make the world a better place. So many people think that they are fantastic people and they're making such a difference when they're doing absolute shit. It's just a bunch of people telling them that, wow, you're amazing. No, <laughs> you're fucking up. No, and that's true. And that's the point I was trying to get across. I'm not talking about coaches and motivational speakers bullshitting in terms of the products that they're offering. 
but I'm referring more to the concept of toxic positivity. You know, we have to be positive. We have to think like this. You have to do this. If you want to be successful, you have to do things this way. You don't have to do anything. You know, we all, I don't care if you're the happiest person on the planet, if you say that you don't ever feel negative feelings, biggest bullshit going. Everybody has negative feelings. Some of us are just better at managing those negative feelings and not holding on to them long enough as everybody else does. You know, what really causes us that pain and suffering, you know, hurt is not is not optional. We're, we're going to get hurt. Suffering is optional. We choose to hold on to it for too long rather than letting it go. But we can't lie and say we never feel these negative thoughts. Yes, we feel these negative thoughts. They come. Negativity and positivity only exist because of each other. You can't have one without the other. So if you're saying that you're never negative, how can you be positive as well? I think I've been asked that, that question a lot um, when I talk about personal growth to people. They're like, yeah, but I've seen motivational speakers and how can they always be positive? Like, there's got to be times where they're negative, but I think because a lot of these motivational speakers just put out positive stuff all the time, it's perceived as they're always positive. It's the same as social media. All you see is somebody's positive side. They never show, you know, when they're feeling down or the problems that they're having. Um, I used to be one of them. I used to keep problems to myself and not, not share them and just, you know, make myself positive and happy. Um, I've also been one of those people that have, have bullshitted a friend um, and told them no, no one was really talking about them. You know, when actual fact, people did have some problem with them that that of something that they've done and rather than be honest I didn't want to hurt their feelings so I was kind of like no no one was really talking about yeah they just mentioned that this wasn't great but it, it wasn't a big topic of a conversation um, rather than just being truthful yeah Daniel I agree I think that's something else that we also need to work on in our relationships is that you know if you don't have the courage to say something to someone's face then just don't say it. Don't go and say it to other people. It just causes such problems. I've always said that to people. If you have a problem with me, please just say it to my face. As ugly as it may be, and we might be cross with each other for a few days, but that's, I'd rather you do that than go behind my back. But unfortunately, that's just how the world works. And I feel like we also do it within our romantic relationships as well. We constantly lie and say that we're fine and that we're happy when we aren't. And I don't think you realize just how much damage that can actually cause because we know these people that we are dating. We really, really do. We spend so much time with them. You can tell when they're bullshitting you. <laughs> you can tell when they're lying and they continue to hold up that facade. I don't care if it's not me that's causing the problem, but you know, you need to say something because eventually I'm going to grow to resent you and it just makes the relationship ugly so to speak. No, it does. And that brings another question. Um, is passive aggressiveness, is what you experienced on there, was people being passive, is that a form of bullshit? Do we think that's a form of bullshit? I do. I think it's a form of bullshit. I think we're practically lying to ourselves you know we sit there and we're like no i'm okay with it when in fact we aren't and the funny thing is that you teach people how to treat you 
And if you're going to sit there and be okay with it and bullshit yourself in that way, it's never going to change. You're never going to be happy. That behavior is never, ever going to change. You're going to go through life being a doormat until you stand up and say something about it and speak up. And the problem that with being passive aggressive and basically bullshitting yourself is eventually you're going to be a champagne bottle. And one day you are going to decide to say something. And that's when you're going to do what Paul was talking about, where you're finally going to decide to give feedback and you're going to give it in the worst way and probably to the wrong person. Yeah, but you've probably seen my way of dealing with passive aggressive people. Um, it's happened in our culture. I like to just prod and poke, especially when I know people are being passive, you can feel it. Just prod and poke just because eventually they will explode. And, and the sooner they explode, the better because at least they get everything off their chest and you can fix a relationship. You can't fix a relationship with somebody who is constantly being passive and not willing to share. So you either let that person go and you break and they don't be honest and share what they're really feeling and what they think about you, or just prod them a little bit, like not tease them, but just try and push that bullshit out of them. Because bullshit's heavy. You got it all inside you. It's, it's a heavy thing to carry. Sometimes you've just got to shit it all out. <laughs> For one graphic way to put that, sorry. <laughs> Coaching minds now selling bullshit laxatives. Okay, so the reason for the silence is that everybody's laughing behind the mute button. <laughs> I can totally agree with leaving something and, and not wanting to say anything, um, especially with a friend who I didn't resonate with her, but. I thought, you know, because I've known her for this long and I think if I was honest with myself, it was because of a need of something off of her. That's why I kept her as a friend for so long. Um, but again, things just build, build up and build up and build up to the point where I was actually quite nasty in the, in the approach that of, of when I was providing that honesty. It turned into nastiness and it really wasn't nice at all. And it really could have been avoided if I'd said what I needed to say at an earlier stage um, and just being open and honest with myself. But no, that's a good you know, analogy again, because the longer we hold on to this bullshit, it becomes toxic. Not to give you a visual analogy of it, but it does. The longer we hold on to bullshit, the more toxic it becomes. And I'm going to stick to this analogy because I think this is an important point to note. But when you do that, there's a risk that you actually shit on someone that doesn't deserve it. You can be so passive and hold it all in, all this toxicity, for something that somebody else has done towards somebody else, and then just release it all on somebody that doesn't deserve it. And it's going to damage that relationship with that person too. Yeah. And, you know, like another two things that we've really got to deal with is we've got to deal with our own insecurities. I find myself constantly like apologizing or, um, you know, being nice about it because I don't want to hurt that person's feelings because I'm scared of being rejected and that they leave me. So fucking what if they do? You know, at least I'm being honest. At least I'm being myself. And if they're not OK with it, then that means that they're not supposed to be in my life. Um but we need to deal with our insecurities. The other problem with continuously bullshitting yourself and being passively aggressive is you start to assume. You start to assume that that one person treated me that way, so now everybody's going to treat me that way. 
you know, I've been passive aggressive in relationships where I just didn't speak up. And because I never said, said anything and eventually I popped like a champagne bottle. And for a very long time, I would look at every person that I went on a date with and I would assume that they're going to do the same thing because I didn't have the courage to say something in that moment and actually fix it so that I could change my perspective and not fall into that hole of thinking that way. But it's not just assumptions created on your part when you bullshit, neither. Like if somebody is constantly bullshitting you and you can feel it, you assume they're bullshitting all the time and you can never tell the truth to the bullshit and you just lose that respect and that trust for that person the point where it's like i don't even want to associate with you i don't want to connect with you because i don't know if you're telling the truth or if you're not you know we're not talking just on a level of partners here but colleagues at work people your friends the people you interact with like people people are constantly bullshitting you same stories over and over again like how can you actually have a relationship with somebody like that uh well ming has got a friend um and He's got a girlfriend. They start in like businesses, little sidelines. Uh, they started out with candles, didn't work, went into perfumes, didn't work. Um, and he's constantly coming saying, look, I'm, I'm applied for this job that I've gotten, the interview, and I've sailed it and I'm doing really well. I've got this job, um, but I just need to lend like some money so that I can get to my first job. Um, and he's like, so we, we in the in the first instance lent him money. Then he come back, um, maybe it's three weeks later, saying, Look, uh, I didn't pass the probation period for that job. Um so I started asking questions, said, Oh, where was the job? And it, it just led to the fact that I knew he was bullshitting. And now he's coming every couple of weeks with a a, a different tactic, a different story to try and get money where Glenn will give him the money. I'm like, don't give him the money. He hasn't paid the rest back what he owes, and he's clearly just bullshitting you. And and I think because Glenn feels sorry for a lot of people, um, he's more vulnerable to when people put a sob story on. It really gets at his heartstrings, and he tries to empathize with them. But he's just being bullshitted. Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of people when they start adding like manipulation tactics to their bullshit, it becomes really, really toxic and people fall for it. You know, that's where that, that feeling of feeling sorry for people comes into play. And I feel a lot of people that bullshit manipulate as well. And they they've nailed it down to an art because they know exactly what to say, when to say it. And what a lot of people don't realize, and this is something that I read up on is there's something known as leakage. So our sub, the subconscious part of our brain, when we are bullshitting, it knows that we are. So we leak. So, you know, we do things like some people, I don't know, play with their hair or smile or giggle or do something. And eventually, if you just continuously bullshit, people are going to pick up on that. And before you even open your mouth, they're going to know that you are doing it. Do you really want to end up on your low, uh, all alone with not a single person on this planet trusting you? Is that what you want in life? Then so be it. Continue to do that. But if not, and I think a lot of people actually get into the habit of it and they actually struggle to get out of that loop of lying. I don't think it's something that you can just switch off, but you've got to start somewhere. 
Uh, that's a good point. Thank you for bringing that leakage concept into the um, it's a way for us to start to identify bullshit as well by looking for that leakage in people. And Daniel, what was interesting about what you shared, and just thinking back to what you shared earlier on, um, is you know, you've got two examples of people that fall for bullshit in different ways. So you were mentioning how you fall for the adverts, what they're selling you, that's going to do this for you, and Glenn pulls you on that, and then Glenn falls for people that pulls on his heartstrings um and, and that kind of bullshit but it's good that you've got each other to help you spot and identify that so let's take the conversation more towards we talked a lot about the different types of bullshit and you know where it crops up in life but let's take the conversation more towards how do we identify it how do we spot it you know we've got a lot there's a lot of people out there that are quite vulnerable or gullible and um, that believe everything that comes out of people's mouths that fall for this fake version and these lies so how do we help people start to spot bullshit? Wow. <laughs> um, I think for me, a lot of it is in the details of what someone is telling me. Um, and I think you've got to really, really be in tune with your intuition and listen to that gut feeling because a lot of the time it tells us, even if you're vulnerable and gullible, you'll get that feeling. You know, you can feel it when someone's bullshitting you and you've got to listen to it. Um, and it's not about making an assumption. It's about just asking questions. Don't be afraid to ask people questions. No, it's not about interrogating them, but don't be afraid to say, oh, okay, so you got this from this person. Well, how did you get it? You know, don't be afraid to ask those questions. And a lot of the time, that's saying about if you throw a brick into a pack of wolves, the one that cries is the one that's you know, that got hit by the brick is so true. If if you approach someone with the truth and they become very, very defensive about it, then that means that they're bullshitting you. But like I say, I think one of the things that we really need to do is not be afraid to ask people those questions and have those tough conversations with them. I totally agree. I think asking questions is is one of the best things. Uh, so somebody's saying that they collect antique books, for instance. Um, if you ask them what's your most valuable book, if they can't answer it, then obviously they're bullshitting. Um, with regards to if you see articles online, uh, check the spelling, uh, check the source, um, you know, check the local news in your area to see if they're covering it as well. Um, there's sort of multiple ways that you can can check articles is easier than checking a person bullshitting. But then, for me, I'm, I'm probably one of those um, that see an article and, and I tend to, if it's something that, that resonates with me, I tend to click that share button before I've even found out whether it's the truth, whether it's lies. I'm, I'm really conscious of myself doing that, just resharing it. Yeah, no, it's a, an interesting and deep question. And you guys have shared some really good and valuable insights on that. Um, and I think for me, I was quite lucky at a young age when I went to college, I studied a, a module of, of critical thinking. It was actually a topic at, at A-level. And that was what opened my eyes to not believe in anything that's said to you. Always question. Curiosity is what kills bullshit. A lot of us don't ask questions. We don't want to be curious. 
but I will question anything that comes my way. Um, and if it makes sense, that's great. Maybe two, three questions, it's all aligned. No bullshit. If that sounds true, ask a few questions and the information seems to contradict or it's a little bit you know, misaligned, it doesn't feel right, then I know there's something not quite right, what they share, I don't know what it is, but it gives you that feeling that what they're sharing is not the, the entire truth. And you can test this with people um, who have had conflict with others. You know, people like to share, oh, we've had a fallout with this person, or I've had broke up with this person, or we've had a big argument. Listen to their story. Remember that there's always three sides to every story. There's their side, there's the other person's side, and there's the truth. Because the truth is always biased. They're always putting a little spin that brings the truth more towards them than the other person. Everyone tries to spin a little bit towards them because they want that other person to side with them, to collude with them, to collaborate with them on whatever it is that they're sharing with that person. So for me, curiosity definitely um, is one that can kill bullshit and asking those questions. And then when you start to do that, you can just feel it. You just know. When you know someone, you spend enough time, you just feel like, no, that's bullshit. But on the contrary, I, I've got to admit, sometimes bullshit can be hilarious. Sometimes bullshit can actually be funny. When you know someone's bullshitting, it's absolutely hilarious to play with them. You think, I think the biggest example, have you guys seen The Inbetweeners? I've seen it. Um... Jay, Jay <laughs> of The Inbetweeners, constantly bullshitting, bullshitting, bullshitting. But it's funny because you know it's so extreme that it's not even real. And it's funny that he's in that mindset that he, he is trying to convince everybody that this is real. Sam, have you never seen in between us? I I might have, but I probably years ago. I don't know. <laughs> no, probably not. I watch so much stuff. Uh, no. Yeah, it's quite quite funny. It's it's a, it's a hilarious English uh, TV show. But it's basically about a group of college kids that are going through life and it kind of it displays the college culture in England. Um, and there's one guy in there that bullshits about what he did the night before, all the girls that he's getting with, um, how much he did and when he did this and when he was, yeah, and it's it's just funny to, to watch. But there is times when bullshit can be funny. So see the humor in it as well, because it makes it a better way to call people on that bullshit. And one way, I, I, one thing I, I cannot help but not do is if I see somebody bullshitting somebody else, I have to intervene. I have to ask the question. I don't know why. I feel that urge. It's something like, can you smell that? Can you can you smell what that? Can you smell that bullshit that's coming from that guy's, you know, that mouth? Like, so it's you know, you've got to approach it with humor, and it helps. Yeah, I usually, I know I giggle all the time, but my giggling definitely has different meanings. And I've found that when someone starts to bullshit me, I definitely start to like giggle. I, I can't help it because I think it's so entertaining. And the funny thing is I like a lot of people have thick skin. Like a lot of bullshitters have thick skin. You know, you'll be laughing at them and you'll be like, are you, are you serious? Are you high? Like really? That's what you're going with. That's the story that you're going with. Okay, cool. <laughs> and they'll continue to fucking talk. What the hell? <laughs> and that's when I get into that giggling fit because I'm just like, you know what? It's cool. Okay, cool story, bro. Let's see what else you can come with. If you keep me entertained, then it's fine. At least I walk away with a cool story. 
Yeah, no, and some bullshitters can stop. You know, I think there is some. Sometimes there's good intentions behind people's bullshit, and it's just some kind of. When it gets toxic, it's dangerous. But when it's just lighthearted, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I've picked up when you two have bullshit me before, um, and it's with regards to. And I've done this when I worked for my previous company as well. You know, if your boss or your leader, or whoever, is asking you if you've done something and you haven't done it, but you know it's a quick, easy job you can do it after the meeting or whatever and get it done. Like you kind of say. Yeah, I, I, it's it's there. Um, I'll send it to you t- tomorrow or by the end of today. And then after, you're like shit, get them, get them, get them, get them. Then you send it and you hit that deadline. So, and I picked it up from both of you in, in our meetings and things as well. But you know, that's an example of where bullshit is a. Um, it's it's not bad. It's not got toxic motivation in there. There's there's no. It's just we we they've hit an insecurity. We feel we should have done this. We know we've kind of let ourselves down and, and everyone down. So we we try and pick that up and and cover it so we can we can kind of keep our so I think it's more of an effect to our self esteem if we admit to it. I'm definitely guilty of that. Um in fact I did it just the other last night at work. Um so the manager had said have you done the condiments? Have you like refilled them, restocked them, taken out, uh, you know, any any like tissues and, and, and knives and forks. I'm like, yeah, I've done it. And I had actually done it, but really, really quickly because I knew that if I got done by nine o'clock, because the pub was quiet, she would probably send me home. And what I didn't realize is she happened to wander into the kitchen, wander over the condiments to check and found an empty sauce packet. And she's like, you haven't done this, have you? And I'm like, Yes, but really, really quickly. <laughs> so I just want to give people a bit of advice. If you do have a colleague like this on how you can spot their bullshit is always check up. So this is what I do with you now, Danny. Always check up on the question before you ask it. <laughs> and then you know. So if I'm going to ask you about members or whatever happened, have you done this, blah, blah, I'm going to check to see if it's there. And then I'm going to ask you the question just to see if you've been bullshitting me. So it's- Now I know your secret. You do, yeah. I'm gonna make sure everything's done from now on. Exactly, no more bullshit. It kills it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, just, just make sure you're wearing a really cool outfit next time you bullshit him, Daniel. Because if you make him laugh, then you know <laughs> it's not that bad. Cool. Okay, so let's just bring this discussion to a bit of a close. It's been a really interesting one, actually, a nice, lighthearted and, and good discussion. So any last points that you want to mention? And I just want to do something different. I want to share a short story with you guys before we leave. Um, so from me, I think one of the things we really need to do is, you know, bugger everybody else. You can't control everyone's actions and what they're going to say and do. All you can really do is focus on your own. So always be honest with yourself. And um, if you ever fall into that trap of lying, just just remember that if you lie once, you're going to have to lie again. And eventually that Jiminy Cricket or that conscience of yours is going to start knocking on, on that door and and you know, eventually you're going to have to own up to it. No one gets away with it forever. But definitely be honest with yourself. And if you ever catch a bullshitter, then <laughs> it's probably terrible advice, but I would have a little bit of fun with it, honestly. Yeah, I think for me being, like Sam says, being honest with myself um, and keeping myself in check when I know I'm bullshitting, um and also being honest with others 
and, and learning how to have that authentic conversation. Good points there. And, and for me, it's to for everybody to remind themselves that whatever we believe becomes true. So be careful on what you choose to believe from other people. Be curious, ask questions, and don't believe anything that isn't going to serve you any kind of constructive or growth or anything positive. So just be careful what you choose to believe. Now, I just want to I'll just pull this out um, because I remember reading this and I think it's a, an amazing story. So it's from Sadhguru's book of Inner Engineering. So I just want to share this and leave everybody with this thought. So Sadhguru's Inner Engineering. So just a short story, okay? So, and it's related to the topic. So on a certain day, a bull and a pheasant were grazing on a field. The bull was grazing and the pheasant was picking ticks off the bull. A perfect partnership. Looking at the huge tree at the edge of the field, the pheasant said, Alas, there was a time I could fly to the topmost branch of the tree. Now I do not have enough strength in my wing to even get to the first branch. The bull said, Just eat a little bit of my dung every day and watch what happens. Within two weeks, you'll get to the top. The pheasant said, oh, come on, that's rubbish. What kind of nonsense is that? The bull says, try it and see. The whole of humanity is onto it. Very hesitantly, the pheasant started in. And lo, on the very first day, he reached the first branch. Within a fortnight, he had reached the topmost branch. He sat there, just beginning to enjoy the scenery. The old farmer, rocking on his rocking chair, saw a fat old pheasant on top of the tree, pulled out his shotgun and shot the bird. Moral of the story, bullshit may get you to the top, but it never lets you stay there. So I just wanted to share that because it's quite powerful. Um, so reflect on that story, have a think about it. I just want to say a huge thank you to Samantha and Daniel for being here today and having this discussion. If you have views on this, on bullshit, have you been bullshit before? Have you uh, fell victim to uh, toxic positivity? Have you fell victim to gaslighting or leakage or anything that we shared today? We'd love to hear from you, pull you on a webinar, or if you've got any work and articles that you want to get published, we're happy to publish that on our website. Just drop us an email at thehub at coachingminds.co.uk. That's the hub at coachingminds.co.uk. And if you'd like to connect with Sam or Daniel a bit further and have take this discussion further, you can connect with them in our hub and in their private coaching pods. So a huge thank you, Sam and Daniel. Have an amazing day, and I hope you have an amazing week wherever you are in the world. Thank you.